the only knowable object for everyone. Because of forgetfulness of this object, people are suffering in this material world. But if one fortunately revives his old consciousness of loving Krishna and connects with Vishvatma, one becomes perfect. The Lord is described in the third canto, 3 to 15, as follows. Paravarisho Mahadamsa Yukto Diyajopijato Bhagavan Although unborn, the Lord, the master of everything, appears like a born child by entering the mind of a devotee. The Lord is already there within the mind, and consequently it is not astonishing for him to appear as if born from a devotee's body. The word Abhidesha signifies that the Lord appeared within the mind of Pasadena. There was no need for a discharge of semen. That is the opinion of Sri Pad, Sridhar Swami and Srila Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur. In the Vaishnava Toshani, Srila Sanatana Goswami says that consciousness was awakened in the Vaishnava Toshani, Srila Sanatana Goswami says that that consciousness was awakened within the mind of Vasudev. Srila Viraragala Acharya also says that Vasudev was one of the demigods and that within his mind the Supreme Personality of Godhead appeared as an awakening of consciousness. Om
And he's, he, he's definitely also this out. I, I worked with him for the last probably ten years, I suppose. Uh, young, he would have been in his late thirties, and very dynamic preacher. Uh, established, I don't know, a dozen temples in Myanmar. Uh, translating Prabhupada's books into Burmese uh, and publishing those books, distributing the books. And yet, left his body on Tuesday, was it? Or recently, a few days ago, uh, he, he uh, passed away as a, as a consequence of cancer of the tongue, I believe. Tragedy, real tragedy. And, and, and he's very humble, though, actually. He's been not well for a, a year or so. And um, his brother and sister, who live in Sydney, by the way, in fact, it's interesting. I was communicating with his father when his father was preaching in Samoa, when he was just coming to Christian consciousness. His father was a doctor. I found out later on. Uh, but it was a real tragedy because he was a young man, Brahmachari, uh, you know, the potential uh, a leader within his own, certainly within his own community, and uh, um, had, you know, had the whole, had the, the makings of a of a GBC, of a, you know, of a, of a leader of our international community, but. So everybody's thinking, what's, what's going on here? How, how did such a promising, how did a devotee with uh, such a committed devotee, so dedicated to serving Prabhupada, was a disciple of Prabhupada, dedicated to serving Shiva Prabhupada, worked cooperatively with everybody, was loved by everybody, and oh, what's Krishna's plan? So what is Krishna's plan? Anybody like to say? No. What do you remember? Yeah. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yes. In this case, we do not know. We do not know. Krishna is, you know, directing the one as it's here, as a super soul is existing within everybody's heart. Right? And he's directing the one and we know where he's going. Right? We can tell where somebody has come from. But if we see devotees showing qualities of bhakti, of attachment to Jani Hare Krishna, attachment to serving, and detachment from material activities, then we know there must have been some bhakti in the previous life run. Uh, Prabhupada mentions in the Nectar Devotion that mentions <clears throat> that bhakti is a, is a, is a cultivation of many lifetimes. And uh, when, a, when a person is naturally attracted, we, Krishna mentions in the Bhagavad Gita, in the sixth chapter, how a devotee will take birth again in a family of uh, aristocracy or wealthy, or in a family of a devotee. So, so Krishna does have a plan. 
things that sometimes we can't, we can't see it. And we see here, we see in this verse is a description of how Krishna appeared. Right? And it's also quoted by Srila Prabhupada in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Because it's exactly the same description as that which occurred for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, when Krishna appeared, he made sure that before his appearance, the demigods would take birth in um, Mathura and Vrindavan so that his pastimes would be facilitated. Krishna has a plan. So therefore, in order to orchestrate, or to, in order to facilitate his lila or his pastimes, he made sure that first of all his devotees appear. Huh? An interesting point here, and, and a point that's discussed in, in this section of the Bhagavatam, and also discussed by Krishna Daskaliraj in the 13th chapter of the Chaitanya Chaitanya Adi Lila, that before his appearance, Lord Chaitanya made sure that his devotees were situated and, and uh, living in Navajwik so that uh, when he appeared, then he'd be able to perform his pastimes with the devotees. Right? And in fact, you know, we see in the appearance of Lord Chaitanya, Mahaprabhu, how you know, he made sure that Madhavendra Puri took uh, Ishvara Puri, his spiritual master, uh, his family, uh, his grandfather, Nilambara Chakrabarti, his father, uh, what was What's his father's name? What was it? One person speaks, this one. Ten people speak, I hear nobody. Jagannath Mishra. Jagannath Mishra, yes. How could I forget? Well, quite easy actually. Jagannath Mishra and Sajinata right, appeared before Chaitanya Maha and his associates, who are the most prominent of Lord Chaitanya's associates. Yes, Nityananda. Who else? Advaita Acharya. Yes, importantly, Advaita Acharya. Who else? Aridas Thakur. Yes. Murari Gupta. Yes. In the Chaitanya Chaitanya, the persons who are mentioned are Advaita Acharya and Haridas, primarily. And so those devotees appeared before the appearance of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and under the leadership because <coughs> Puri and Ishwara Puri uh, were somewhat outside of that, that group but still appeared and had very important roles to play in, 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 in the leader of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So 
the devotees in Nandui were at that time led by the Vaishnavacharya and, and Haridas. Uh, very interesting, you know, Haridas. Uh, we, were just, we, we were discussing the, um, the uh, Nectar of Devotion, and in the beginning of the Nectar of Devotion, the Haridas Thakur is a very interesting example. Haridas Thakur uh, is an example of the universal principle taught by Lord Chaitanya. This is the Nectar of Devotion. Really, after knowing Nectar of Devotion, the preface is right at the beginning. What is the universal principle taught by Lord Chaitanya? And you can, you can guess it if you like. What's the universal principle? Especially in relationship, Hari Das Thakur. Chanting Hare Krishna? Yes, but no. That's a universal principle, but not the one I'm looking for. Definitely. You have to have read the preface of the Nectar Devotion recently to know this point. The universal principle taught by Lord Chaitanya. What is it? What do you think it might be? Speculate. Just guess. Yes, close, close, warm, getting. No. That's okay. It's no wrong answer to you. Respect that. I don't know what the answer might be. Okay. No, it's not about chanting Hare Krishna. It's not about chanting Hare Krishna, although you know how to chant Hare Krishna if you're on this platform. What is it? Is it love? Huh? Love. To show love to everyone. Uh, love, is it? Yes, love. Krishna loves everyone. Yes, he does. Yes? Okay, I'll tell you. That if you know the science of Krishna, right? Kiva Vipra, Kiva Nyasi, Sudra Keni Hoi, Yei Krishna Tattva Vita Sei Guru Hoi. If one is a Brahmana and he doesn't know Krishna, it was a good of his qualifications as a Brahmana. But if one knows the science of Krishna, because that's what the Nectar Devotion is all about, right? Then one surpasses the position of a Brahmana. Right? And this is what Haridas Thakur, Haridas Thakur was known as the Namacharya. He was born in a Muslim family, yet he's, he's known as what? Namacharya. Haridas Thakur is Namacharya. So, <clears throat> Under the leadership of Advaita Acharya and Haridas Thakur, what did the residents of Navadvi do before Lord Chaitanya's appearance? What did they do? Chani Hare Krishna, very good. Done top of class. They chant Hare Krishna. What else did they do? They that's not mentioned in Chaitanya Chaitanya but it's understood that that's what they did. They prayed for the Lord to appear. That's a Vaidavacharya that came later. What did, what did they do? Chan Hare Krishna and study what? Srimad Bhagavatam. Yes, which is what we do. Right? This is what devotees do. 
This is this is what devotees have been doing. Time immemorial. Chanting Hare Krishna and studying the Srimad Bhagavatam. And in that environment, Advaita Charya was thinking, the people of this world are suffering. There's a mood of a devotee. A devotee knows the heart of Krishna. Right? And he knows what Krishna wants. And Krishna, as you mentioned, honestly, Krishna wants all of the devotees to come back to him. Of course, you know, many of the living entities, and we included sometimes, are in bewilderment. They think, I'm going to get relief from suffering and anxiety by enjoying material pleasures. But put it, this is this way in the nectar of devotion as well. Chapala Sukha. Right? Flickering happiness. Right? So Advaita Vajari was thinking, how can we save the conditioned souls, the fallen souls in Kali, right? in, in, in this fallen age? And you know, in this context, they're chanting Hare Krishna, they're studying the Bhagavatam, and uh, thinking of the appearance of the Lord, Advaita Acharya came to the realization the only way that people can be released from this bondage is if Krishna himself comes. Nobody else can do it. Nobody else can do this. I'll give the example, just like you know, the king comes to the prison house and pardons the, the rogues and thieves. Right? So, Avada was thinking, <clears throat> the only way that people can be released from their suffering and attain their heartfelt desire. Right? to be happy, to be liberated from material anxiety. The only way that can be done is if the Lord comes himself. Uh, and Prabhupada mentions, you know, the, the, actually it's interesting what Prabhupada mentions in, in the book for that verse. He mentions that either the Lord comes himself or he sends his empowered representative. So, and this is how we recognize Shiva as the empowered representative. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared, but Prabhupada also appeared as the representative, as the empowered. I guess we could, you know, we, we, we could say Shakti of age. You know, Prabhupada was, was endowed with that potency to spread Krishna, the name of Krishna, all over the world. So Vedavacharya was thinking the only way this can happen is if the Lord comes himself. Or clarifies that the Lord or his empowered representative. So um, Vedavacharya started to worship his, well he was already worshiping, I've mentioned to this is a, a, a <coughs> symptom of the Brahmana culture. 
in, in, in India is that the Brahmanas worship what? Who? Who do the Brahmanas worship? Starts with an S. Shalagram Shila. Yes, Shalagram Shila. <coughs> and how did he worship the Shalagram Shila? And? Water. And? What else? What else? Flowers? Uh, he must have, but it's, it's not mentioned. Flowers not mentioned. Huh? What do we worship the with our shalagram with Jairis? What do we worship the shalagram with? Chandan. Chandan. Yes. At the top of the class, the, the uh, our shalagram with Yes, it's mentioned in um, our nations. Water and Tulsi and Prabhupada says a little bit of chanda. Right? And the Lord can be satisfied. Right? So while Abhayavachari was performing his puja, he was also calling out to the Lord for the for the success of your mission for the uh, success of your purpose. Krishna, you yourself have to descend in order for, you, for this understanding Krishna's mission and Krishna's purpose. And that is, what is it? Paritranaya Sadhanam Nihasaya Satushkitam Dharma Samstapanataya Samavam Yuge Yuge To release the devotees, to protect the devotees, and to destroy the demoniac, and to establish religious principles. This is, the, this is Krishna's purpose. The Bhagavatam was beseeching, imploring, crying out to... In fact, you know, there's that funny part, um, where is it where uh, uh, Lord Chaitanya and uh, Lord Nishinani go to Bhagavatam's house for Prashadu? Uh, and uh, Lord Chaitanya is saying, yeah, he merely wants a small man to shout. And everybody says, we're only, you know, we're only a little bit. Huge amounts to shout. And there's one interaction between Advaita Acharya and Lord Chaitanya, where Lord Chaitanya says words to the effect, you know, I was sleeping peacefully. I was sleeping peacefully in my good day, you know, in the Karana Ocean. You know, he woke me up and brought me here. <laughs> Why is it ever being popular for a humorous exchange? So, by Advaita Acharya's fervent prayers, then the Lord agreed to appear because he already arranged the circumstance where. The devotees were already situated in their posts, if you like, 
and of course his associates, uh, his friends, and, and you know, uh, other associates would appear also at the same time in order to facilitate uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes and of course the fulfilment of his mission, which is to what is it? What's what Chaitanya's mission? <clears throat> what do you think? What's Lord Chaitanya's mission? First mission? You got it right already. What is it? Chanting. Chanting, yes. Chanting Hare Krishna. Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Ivati Vlam. So Lord Chaitanya's main purpose for appearing is to <coughs> establish the chanting Hare Krishna. And it, it, it's, it's interesting, you know, in the birth world, <coughs> in the birth world, <coughs> in the birth world, to the verse where um, the uh, description of Advaita Acharya is worshipping Shabbat Shiva, Prabhupada mentions how <coughs> there, are, there are devotees in Iskon <coughs> who are keen to worship Shabbat Shiva. And uh, Prabhupada mentions the importance of the deity worship. So Lord Chaitanya appeared to establish the chanting of Hare Krishna. And in Prabhupada says, the chanting of Hare Krishna is more important than temple worship. Right? Prabhupada mentions this. But, but, Prabhupada mentions third canto and also in the Chaitanya that in order, and, and this is important because we see in the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the purity of the devotees that appeared before him, and, and also, and especially, the purity of uh, Jagannath Mishra and Sachi Mata. Right? And how, um, because there were such pure devotees, then the Lord was automatically manifest in their heart. Right? And when uh, Lord ja uh, uh, Jagannath Mishra had a dream, and in his dream the Lord appeared within his, within his heart. Right? And Jagannath Mishra describes how uh, wherever I go, people offer me gifts and people offer me praise and uh, they want to um, look, protect, look after me. Because right? Krishna was manifest within, within the heart of uh, of Jagannath Mishra because he's such a pure devotee. He's described as a Nietzsche Siddha devotee. Right? 
Now, all of us aspire to be, well, I mean, I'm assuming that all of us are aspiring to become pure-hearted devotees. Huh? And how do we do that? What's our main process for becoming pure-hearted? Chanting. Yeah, chanting Hare Krishna. But, Prabhupada makes a point. And then, you know, sometimes hear this philosophy. We don't need temples. Prabhupada said temples are not as important. All we need to do is go on Harinam. Have you heard this philosophy? Some of you have. If you haven't, you're hearing it from me now. But I'm going to defeat it. Based on the Shastra. Because yes, Chanting Hare Krishna is important. You know, sometimes the devotees quote, you know, Prabhupada said you can shut the temple. You can shut the temple. Right, yes, Prabhupada did say you could shut the temple. But Prabhupada didn't say you could close the temple. Right? There weren't enough devotees to both look after the temple and go on home and So Prabhupada said, you, you can shut the temple. That doesn't mean close the temple. Everybody goes on home and then come back and open up the temple. Right? <laughs> and sometimes it's quite Prabhupada said you can shut the temple. Just go on home and no, 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 no. If the, certainly the chanting of Hare Krishna is important, and that's our main process, right? But why did Prabhupada put so much time and effort into make, uh, establishing temples all over the world? Right? Even at the inconvenience, if you like, of his disciples. Right? Yeah, I'm not, not to the benefit of his disciples. But when you think about it, you know. Prabhupada established Radhavalava Kornita and Jagannathalava and this But we didn't have, you know, we've got, I was, I'm estimating 400, 400 devotees coming 16 rounds in this community. About right? You know, work this out by the number of devotees that came to the Christmas picnic. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so, you know, a quarter of those devotees will do a book distribution, which is pretty, that's pretty far out when you think about it. 130 devotees will do a book distribution. And, and so, so uh, you know, we have, a, we have a sizable community of devotees. And um, so why did Alpha put all of this emphasis on Establishing temples. We've got 400 devotees, say, chanting 16 rounds now. Even still, it's a struggle to keep a deity worship, you know, afloat all the time. Right? Uh, uh, so, what to speak of when Prabhupada established this temple, and it was a struggle. The devotees were going out on Harinam, they were getting thrown in jail, right? Because well, you know why the devotees were getting put in jail? Why were the devotees getting put in jail? Huh? Parking tickets. Tickets, but uh, not parking tickets. <laughs> because they were selling books, and it's illegal to sell books. Even now, it's illegal to go and sell books. Well, I shouldn't tell them to sell the book, because someone gets scared. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, the devotees were known as beggars, you know, and they were taking, getting cleaning donations and whatever. And there were some devotees who couldn't go, we couldn't, they couldn't go on Harinam because the, the council inspectors knew who they were, right? And they would grab them on Harinam and take them and put them in jail because they hadn't paid fines for soliciting collecting donations. Right? So, why did Prabhupada put so much effort into establishing temples even in the early days of Islam? It was, it was difficult to maintain. Why don't we just all go to Shankar Krishna? Huh? And the reason is, is because the deity worship is needed to purify the heart. It's that, and so that's why we have a regulated, you know, the temple is like our, it's like our flagship. Huh? <clears throat> but these are the activities also that we should be doing at home. We can do a little bit of work, deity worship, keep it simple. Right. Don't make it too complicated because it can become a burden very quickly. Right. You've heard of the KISS principle, right? What's the KISS principle? Keep huh? it simple. Sorry. Yeah. Keep it simple, sorry. Keep it simple. Otherwise you'll, you know, overburden yourselves. But, you know, why do we have temples? Temples are places where we can come together as a community. Well, I knew this. You know, the temple in an Indian village very often was the central focus of all of the activities of that location. Look at what Tirupati as an example. But even Vrindavan. Right? It focuses people's attention and it purifies. You know, Nara Muni, who's who's um, what would you say? One of the greatest exponents of what? What's Narada Muni? One of the greatest exponents of what's he known for? Narada Muni. What's next? I can't sing that like. But what's Narada Muni doing with his Vena? So what's he doing with his vena? What's, what's Narayana doing? He's playing his vena, but what is he doing while he's playing his vena? It's the same answer to the previous question and the answer that you gave for the first question. What is it? Chanti, yes, Chanti, Hare Krishna. Right? Yet, we also have the Narada Pancharatra. He also gives instructions on deity worship. Right? Because for Nirvana, Prabhupada says, we, unlike Jagannath Mishra and Sachimata, who was Siddha, Nitya Siddha, pure hearted, pure hearted, pure hearted, right? We are, what are we, what are we? Well, I'm going to talk for myself. You're all Paramahansas, right? But I'm a conditioned soul, right? With accumulated detritus in the heart, right? And so 
Dolayısıyla beginning the bodies if you like, or intermediate the bodies, the bodies who are purified themselves. Chanting Hare Krishna is, you know, Kalo Naskeva There is no other way, there is no other way, there is no other way, but it's also facilitated by deity worship. And so that's why we're all encouraged, you know, to get our Brahman initiation and to worship the deity. Uh, because by worshiping the deity, we're, first of all, we're, all, we're, we're, we're regulated. Right? We're regulated. We're also uh, initiated into the Brahma dietary mantra, the dietary mantras, which are also very powerful, purifying mantras. Right? <clears throat> and again, coming back to this point, you know, the point about Haridas uh, Thakur in the Vedic Shari, or the Vedic Shari is Krishna, so not perhaps the same, but. Uh, um, the, the, the book distribution, the Harinam, the Chaya of Hare Krishna, this is the, the Bhagavad Vidhi. And then the deity worship is known as the Pancharatra Vidhi or Pancharatrika Vidhi. Can we go and see Kundalata and find out what she wants? She may be at that place. She will call on my problems. And tell her to switch off my watch. Um, sorry. Yeah, so... Uh, um, Whilst the, the chain of Hare Krishna is our primary practice, we still need the deity worship for that purification of those impressions from our past material activities. This is why we have these, this is why we have the deity worship, why it's so important that we don't discard the deity worship. So, Advaita Acharya, and, and, and perhaps I can't mention that there are people who want to introduce, you know, there are devotees who are keen to start worshiping the Akshara Namshila. But Prabhupada says, we will introduce it when we see that the devotees are steady in their Brahman qualities. Right? We see that there's that steadiness, because that's also a quality of the Brahman. Some of them must have passed Shanti, Rajabhumi, Chakti, they live a very simple life, a very steady life, a, a very regulated lifestyle, a lifestyle of Brahma. And a lot of that revolves around the, the daily worship. Right? Uh, and so Prabhupada said, we'll introduce that, the worship of the Shalimah Chiru, of course, we now worship the Shalimah Shogun Ram Shiva in, in Melbourne. Oh, that's very interesting. In, in Los Angeles, Shabbat, who's a TP, won't worship Shogun Ram Shiva. And his reason is, Prabhupada didn't introduce it here, right? in, 
And Los Angeles used to be the headquarters of Islam. Right? That was the headquarters. Now we kind of don't see Los Angeles as a headquarters. And the devotees were sent from here to Los Angeles to be trained in bee worship. There were a number of the ladies uh, it was arranged for them to go to Los Angeles because that's where Prabhupada first established the bee worship. Elaborate worship of Radha and Krishna, Jagannath, Gornitai. And that's where those that's where our current standards come from. from. So, uh, Jagannath Mishra was a Siddha, uh, Nija Siddha devotee. And so the Lord appeared naturally, in the sense here, the Lord is in everybody's heart. Krishna is in everybody's heart. But, uh, okay, how many here um, are seeing Krishna in their heart? Please raise your hands. What's wrong with us? We know Krishna's in our hearts. But how many of us are communing with Krishna and actually see Krishna in our hearts? And then compare us with a devotee like uh, Jagannath Mishra. Uh, Jagannath Mishra dreamt that the Lord was in his heart. He could see the Lord within his heart. And so could the other residents of Madhavi, because when they saw Jagannath Mishra, they were. Oh. In the God box. Oh, okay. In the God box. There's the same. Yeah, she really was. I've got lock nuts on my wheels. Oh, oh, oh okay, yes, yeah, right. It's I'm gonna tell everybody we're going up. It's uh it's it's in the dashboard on the right hand side. Just up underneath, there's a big blue, another blue tag, and it's in the blue tag. Yeah. I'm going to put it somewhere else. But <laughs> so, you know, I'll tell you why. Uh, a few years ago, <clears throat> uh, when, when, when it was a few years ago, it was seven years ago, um, we just bought this was a new car. And the Chinchu River came out at Saturday morning, the Chinchu River at 4 o'clock in the morning came out to go to the market. And she noticed that the car was on its side. Right? And uh, when she got to the car, she realised what was wrong. Two of the wheels had been taken. Right? And she must have disturbed them because usually what they do is they tip it over the other way and take the other two wheels. Because, you know, four wheels, what are you, what are you going to do with two wheels? Not a lot. <laughs> And I did so usually I would put because when I was living in Tank Street, next door neighbor had all of these wheels stolen. He had a brand new SS Commodore. We all came up, we all So I stuck, you know, lock nuts on my wheels. 
Teniamo una volta il caso della casa, So my advice if you've got a new car and you're living out of the park, put rock nuts on your wheels because it's you know, a desirable car. And you know, there are young boys that go around the neighbourhood and just open, just try out opening up car doors. Because right? the wealthy people that have a park, some they just don't lock their cars. Right? And they find wallets and some, you know, way band sunglasses and whatever. So anyway, we were distracted from the main point. Which is pure devotees. Right? Pure devotees. So Jagannath Mishra and Sachi Mata were so pure hearted that the Lord appeared with the Lord being in Jagannath Mishra's heart, and then from Jagannath Mishra's heart, he was transferred to the heart of Sachinata. Right? Which is why we quote in this verse, because that's exactly what took place in Krishna Leela. Right? The Lord appeared in the heart of Vasudev, and then from Vasudev, he was then transferred into the heart of Devaki and then from Devaki's womb, because you know, she appeared in such another, also appeared in Karen Lord Chaitanya, when he was born, he appeared as the Supreme Personality of God here. Now, what happened when Lord Chaitanya, well, uh, uh, When Sachi Mata uh, became aware, or when, the, when they became aware that Sachi Mata was carrying, what was, was expecting, shall we say, Jagannath uh, Mishra and Sachi Mata had eight daughters. Eight daughters. And they all didn't survive. Aborted. Huh? Aborted. Oh, I don't know about that. But, yeah, I wasn't going to say that. That's probably what happened. Right? So, otherwise, yeah. So, very distressing. Extremely distressing. Can you imagine? Um, Having eight children and none of them survive, could you imagine the distress? Huh? Very distressful. So, what did Jagannath Mishra do? Who did he worship? He worshipped Lord Vishnu. We could assume he was also worshipping Shavanath Shiva. He was it from a Brahman family. And so very diligently he served, he served Jalanam Sheila and then Sajimata uh, was uh, expecting and who was born? Who was born first? Yes. Go to the top of the class, by the way. 
Vishwarupa. And Vishwarupa was an expansion of uh, Sankashana. In fact, when he took sannyas, his name was Shankararanya, right? So, um, and it's very interesting, when Vishwarupa, uh, when Sachi Mata and Jagannath uh, Mishra were arranging for his wedding, what did he do? They followed. They followed. And yeah, eventually took Sanyas, who was given the name Shankaranya. And interestingly, he left his body in Pandapur. Anybody here been to Pandapur? Pandapur, amazing place. When you go to Pandapur, it's like being in the really like it's powerful, really powerful place. And you can see uh, Vital and Rukmini, isn't it? Vital and Rukmini. And um, yeah, it's quite, and you know, on a closing, thousands and thousands of pilgrims go to, to see uh, Vital and Rukmini. And um, it's interesting. In, in that place, that, you know, they have a queuing system. The Indian temples have, you know, these old temples have queuing systems because you get thousands of people, so you've got to line up. So outside the temple, they've got this big stand. So you walk up the stairs and then you walk back down again. That's one of the ways that they've made this the great, their ground control is get people to walk up and then walk down. <laughs> and that way they line up. And I, I remember seeing an you know, in Mandapur, people, the people go there and then they jump up and down in front of the things like this. Ooh, that's odd. <laughs> you know, if you're not used to that. You know, another thing that I found odd in India was the celebration of Holi. Right? <clears throat> and uh, uh, the first, the first, uh, the first time I went to Mandapur, you know, on Gorpurina Day, I was confronted by these pink, green, and purple men. Don't go out because you get sprayed. You know, I was so fearful. Because to me, it's like, you know, I don't want to walk around pink, green, and purple. And these people, obviously, they were enjoying, you know, walking around being pink, green, and purple. But for me, it was such a, you know, my first visit to India was such a culture shock. It was so. We got off the plane in uh, Madras, in Madras, and we went on a bus to Mahabalipuram, um, which was a great resort. You know, we woke up in the morning and all the devotees were out in the surfs, you know, body surfing, they were having a great time. And I was thinking, well, I saw this Maya. <laughs> I was a rather old man, I'm sorry, But the thing that really shocked me was driving through the streets of Chennai and there were hundreds of people sleeping on the footpath. I kid you not, you could probably see it in Calcutta or wherever in the big city, and I thought, you know, because you know, for us, where you sleep is your bedroom, and that's kind of like your inner sanctum, right? And I was thinking, these people's bedroom is on the sidewalk. 
Where do they live? Right? And that man, they didn't have a home. But if you're sleeping on the sidewalk, what does that mean? If you're sleeping on the sidewalk, what does that mean? Huh? Go home. <laughs> no home. No home. Yeah, no home. It was such a shock for me that, you know, I, I was, I've been brought up in a very middle class upbringing and to see people sleeping on the street, it was like, oh, wow, this is, this is heavy. But, you know, India was a heavy place. So, but anyway, it got on a heavy place. And also on holly, pink, green, purple men. <laughs> Destroying their clothes. You know, so I was in fear. I, only, I was a brahmacharya, I only had two girls and two dogies. Oh, I got out there. I only keep my dogie and curl saffron, not purple, pink and green. So anyway, uh, uh, Lord Chaitanya was, uh, uh, okay, so Vishwarupa was born, and then, he eventually left home, and uh, then Lord Chaitanya was uh, expected, shall we say. And Lord Chaitanya was in his mother's womb for 13 months. Prabhupada right? mentions that the child generally is born after 10 months. Right. Right. So can you imagine uh, the, the mothers here? How would you like to have a child for 13 months? Ooh, you'd be in a bit of anxiety. Right? You're in anxiety with 9 months. Or like uh, just recently called the ones, 89, had, uh, had, a, had a season because the child was overdue by a month, right? Mm-hmm. So, so Lord Chaitanya and, uh, sorry, uh, Jagannath Mishra was concerned. You know, when will my child be born? And so the Nilambara Chakrabarti, Lord Jagannath Mishra's father, checked the, the, uh, forest, you know, checked the almanac, I guess, you know, the equivalent of the almanac. And then he noticed that there was a full moon coming. And of course, a full moon with an eclipse. You know what sometimes what happens in this one? There's a, there's a, 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 a lunar eclipse and everybody's looking out. There's an What were the devotees doing? What were the Hindus doing 
at the time of the lunar eclipse, which was calculated by Elon Barrett as being the auspicious time when Lord Chaitanya would appear, but traditionally would also be considered inauspicious. Right? So what were they doing? What were they doing? They were, trying, they were in the Ganga, right? Who said they were in Taking Bath in the Ganga? Yeah, they were, especially on the eclipse. And they were in the Ganga, and what were they doing? Chanting Hare Krishna. Right? So that's why it's the most auspicious. Because right? even though it was inauspicious, and of course, Kali Yuga is considered to be an ocean of inauspiciousness, right? An ocean of inauspiciousness. But what's its good quality? The chain of Hare Krishna. So when Lord Chaitanya appeared, he appeared amidst all of this holy name. And even it's mentioned in Chaitanya Chaitanya. Not only were the Hindus chanting Hare Krishna, but so were the Muslims. Imitating and Somewhat mocking the the Hindus. Right? And we get that sometimes when we go on high enough. Not so much these days. We used to get it a lot. You know, oh, I think so, I think so, I think we get that? Not so much these But we do. You get people chant in an imitating fashion. Right? They don't know what they're doing. And they're making fun of the devotees, but the devotees are just smiling. Right. Just like, you know, there was a devotee called Billy Dari River, Prophet Society. And he used to work in the city, in Sydney. And um, he worked in a veg, veg, uh, fruit and veg shop. And when the devotees used to come along, he used to throw a lot of vegetables and fruit at the devotees. <laughs> and of course, eventually he became a devotee. So the devotees don't mind. If getting paid attention to it, even by the demons, they're just laughing because sooner or later they're chanting Hare Krishna, they're going to be purified. So, Lord Chaitanya's appearance, even though it was in a lunar eclipse, because there was the chanting of Hare Krishna, and Nirmala Chakravarti, because he was such an expert astrologer, he could see uh, even though, and of course it was worrying that Lord Chaitanya is in the womb of his mother for 11 months, or how many of it was. It was certainly after the time that he should have been born. But he could see that Lord Chaitanya would appear uh, in this um, auspicious circumstance. And of course that then herald, herald the, the purpose of his mission. The purpose of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission is to establish the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Krishna all over the world. And of course, uh, that was also to the Prabhupada's mission, to the Prabhupada, being uh, empowered by Lord Chaitanya was able to uh, complete were able to fulfill the um, purpose of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission and 
fulfill the tradition of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Johnny Hare Krishna will be heard in, in every town and village. Um, so, um, we are very fortunate to remember um, the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his Adinila, uh, if you like, his appearance. And we can meditate on um, the mission of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that is to distribute the holy name far and wide, to give it to everybody. But to also remember the context in which we do that. We do that as a preaching community. We do that as a cooperative effort. And you know, even though Prabhupada said you can shut the temple, right? You can shut the temple. Of course he didn't mean close the temple. You can shut the temple going no in harm. But still temples are super important for us. And it's within that context of establishing a preaching community, a community of devotees that comes together to glorify Lord Chaitanya through the chanting practice, but also come together to worship Lord Chaitanya. There's a potency in that activity. There's purification in that activity. There's focus. Right? There's focus. And that's why Sri Prabhupada put so much effort and the attention into establishing, well, getting us all the Krishna, but also establishing temples. Right? Because it's like our base. It's like, you know, it's the foundation from which we then launch our efforts to, to influence and to uh, purify others, to, to make learnings. And, and, you know, it's very practical. If we go out and chant Hare Krishna, which is what we're supposed to do, and if we go out and distribute books, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? If, you, if we give books to people, what does happen? We give books to people which are in Krishna, which is our Sankatan activity. What happens? They do it. Yeah, they do it. Yes, but what do they do? They get attracted. They get attracted. Oh, what's that? They get attracted to the Lord. Yes, they get attracted. And so what do they do? They want to dance somewhere. Huh? They want to dance somewhere. Yes, they want to thank you. They want to go somewhere. Where do I meet you people? Right? Where do I meet you? How can I find out more? Right? And that's where we have the temple. Right? And you know, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the byproduct of giving worship? Have you noticed? What's the byproduct of feeding worship? Yes, very casually nice. He's been away from Melbourne. Have you noticed how he's lost weight? <laughs> no? He took my wife, I didn't feed me properly. I was so weird. And why do we, well, one of the reasons why we distribute, what's one of the reasons why we distribute Prashadam? 
One of the reasons why we made prasadam so delicious. Huh? Well, so Krishna can enjoy it. Right? This is the main purpose. In one sense, the main purpose is to make sure that Krishna is happy. Huh? But also, when we distribute the prasadam, then after honouring the prasadam, the, the partakers can't forget it. Right? Like at the moment, there's, there's uh, the children started cooking the milk sweets, and there's queues to eat the milk sweets. Huh? She's cooking milk sweets that we used to cook in the 80s that haven't been seen, seen or heard of around here for decades. Huh? And in fact, one lady told me, I keep on thinking about Murphy. <laughs> and I remember the first time I went to the temple, you know, I was, I was vegetarian and I knew, you know, there was offering food was special. Because the first book that I got was a cookbook. Right? Cookbook. And in the cookbook, in the beginning, it says, when you're cooking, you should meditate on offering to Krishna. You have to be offering yourself. So it was a large boat and I was I was just enjoying the shard like anything. And there was a tomato chutney. Right? You know the Bengali tomato chutney? Prabhupada says, what does Prabhupada call it? He says, uh, too hot to taste but too sweet to resist. This <laughs> the yeah, hot. They serve it hot in my book, uh, the tomato chutney. And it's super sweet because it spills all over the place. Huh? It goes through the cracks in the leaf plate and on the floor, if you get enough. But, you know, when I went away from the temple, I was thinking, boy, I better go back to that place. <laughs> I wouldn't have that tomato chutney again. So, you know, uh, yes, we don't know Krishna. There's no doubt about it. The chanting Hare Krishna is super important. But we don't neglect the worship of the deity and we don't neglect the maintenance of the temple because that's like our base, you know. And in that environment, or why we worship the deity at home? Because we need that as a basic or a foundational uh, purification of our consciousness so that when we chant Hare Krishna it has the, it gives us the desired effect where Krishna will automatically manifest within our hearts. You see, in the example of the Nietzsche Siddha, devotees, Krishna naturally manifests. Right? That's what we want. What, you know, what we go through so much effort to chant our realms. And, and to worship the deity. Why, why do we do that? So that Krishna will naturally manifest. Right? And, and as mentioned, you know, Krishna will only manifest in the heart of a pure devotee. That's what Vasudeva and Vaki and Jagannath uh, Mishra and Satyagate are emblems of that pure devotee. And of course, they're the devotees that we aspire to be as well. And yes, we do that 
Vaishnavi uh, Hare Krishna. Um, and we preach the Chinese Hare Krishna. But, you know, and even though Prabhupada does say, you know, temple worship is not as important, but still, we know how much effort Prabhupada put into it. There's a good reason for that, because that's that worship of the day, you know, that regulated lifestyle, which comes with worshiping the Archivigraha. You know, it's Krishna incarnate before us, right? And should be honoured and respected. It's there, that's also that's also part of the practice of Chinese Krishna. As recommended by Prabhupada, by Rupa Goswami, by Narada Muni. Narada Muni is the you know, he's famous for chanting. In fact, on the strength of his chanting, he can go anywhere, right? Who would like, who would mind being able to chant Hare Krishna so potently that wherever you wanted to go, you would just have to go there? Right? Don't have to worry about visas and passports and, you know, queuing up to get into a tin can. But even Naranuni, with that, Shakti with that potency, he also gives instructions on how to worship the deity for the name you know, for the devotees. Okay, so uh, we're greatly fortunate and um, value what Shiva Prabhupada has given us. He's given us the uh, the holy name. Empowered by Lord Chaitanya, he's given us the holy name. But he's also given us the whole, as described by Guru Goswami, and as given in the nine items of devotional service, uh, he's also given us the, uh, what is it? Kuruja. Kuruja. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Vandanam, Dasyam. What's the term, the Sanskrit term for the puja? Ajna. Yes, Ajna. It's part of the whole process of bhakti. Begins with hearing and chanting, but the words of the deity is all part of it. So, you know, you should think, you know, I'm just saying that I'm going to be. Because, because what happens is the the second time the devotees we used to see this the second time the devotees go out all week without deep worship they come back, come back like a bunch of cowboys right? and lose their gentility but when the deity worship in the temple environment and the atmosphere then they become gentlemen ladies and gentlemen that's important. Okay, thank you everybody. Anybody have any comments or questions on any of these points? I feel when you do the worship, you get to feel that love is a person. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's right. And worship the deity 
then you get the feeling that Krishna is a person. Very much so. Very much so. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. Yes. And also, when you're dealing with, a per- with people or persons, you have to be considerate. Right? You have to be considerate. You have to think of others. You're trying to think of somebody else, not just yourself. Right? Yeah. You know, I was talking to a few people the other day, and we were just talking about culture, right? And she was telling me that in Aboriginal culture, they don't celebrate birthdays. Because, right? you know, for me, the focal point of life was your birthday. Because, <laughs> you know, everybody says, oh, you're such a wonderful fellow. Right? Happy birthday, do, 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 stuff. Okay, and did you see it? When's your next birthday? Oh, oh it's 12 months ago. Oh. Right. And the kids will tell you. My birthday is on the 23rd of April this year. Just to remind you. Right. So we focus on ourselves. Right. Focus on ourselves. So it's quite egocentric. But it's very different in the Aboriginal so what happens, I know this, and I, I avoid doing this, asking, I don't ask a teacher for things, because if I ask, well, I, uh, I'll tell you why, I do sometimes ask for things, but I don't ask her specifically, because she just give it, and it's part of the culture, if, you, if somebody asks you for something, you just give it, very personal, and that's why worshiping the deity is, is, Designed to bring out that personal consideration of Krishna. What is Krishna like? What is Krishna like? How is he? And, and, and that's manifested, you know, today we've got a new set of clothes, right? And look at the decorations. We should thank Jayamada and, I don't know, numerous devotees for all of the garlands that they make all of the beautiful vases that they made, and especially these peacocks. <coughs> Are these peacocks brand new? They must be. We don't repeat, do we? We don't recycle. No, we don't need to recycle. So everything is fresh, which is, and look at uh, the old, especially these yellow vases. It's stunningly beautiful. Right? So we pay attention to what Krishna likes as a person. And that also teaches us to pay attention to what others like, but then what everybody else likes. We start thinking about our parents, we start. Well, you must have come from God to me to do things about your parents. But I just, I have to admit that I thought my parents were there to serve me. <laughs> My mother did tell me that I was spoiled. But it, it's the deep worship teaches us to focus on Krishna and to focus on Krishna's needs. And so, that, you know, this whole 
notion of bhakti, bhakti rasa, is on pleasing Krishna. And of course, then we all know, you know, there's no higher taste actually in life than serving Krishna. Right? We get pleasure out of serving mum and dad, we get pleasure out of serving our wives and our husbands and our kids. But it doesn't take long for it to sour. Huh? <laughs> you know, the kids will say, oh, I didn't ask to be born, you know, what are you picking on me? You say you love me, but what do you do what I want? And other disasters in life, right? <laughs> but serving Krishna, even though it might be difficult, or even though it might be blind, you know, some days, it's just a grind, right? Have you ever noticed that? You wake up, you start chanting Hare Krishna, and it, you know it says in the Shikshastikam, uh, you know, Anandam Bhunivadanam Purnam Ritasvaranam. You know, it's the perfect perfection of pleasure, right? Amrita. Chanting Hare Krishna is supposed to be nectar, but we get up in the morning and it's like chewing cardboard, but, and it's just the right, you know, it's not difficult, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, it just feels so hard. So, but in that, you know, we finish our 16 rounds and we think, ooh, wow, that was, that was interesting. (laughs) But you feel so satisfied. Huh? So service to Krishna is just so it, it is just it is unreal. We're just in a jaundiced state where our you know probably explains we best one explains that Chinese language is naturally sweet, but because we're attacked, our tongue is attacked with the jaundice of ignorance and it tastes bitter. So the, the worship of the deity, the worship of Krishna, is, you know, that's really the, the most satisfying thing. And it broadens our perspective on service, actually. The Prabhupada says at the beginning of the negative devotion, our, our consciousness expands. And when it expands to serving Krishna, what the Prabhupada says, it's the switch that turns on the light uh, of everything. Right? So we see everything in the proper perspective. Okay, I'm going to finish here. Conservation of Bhagavatam. Jai! 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 Jai!